Well, thank you, David and Lanny and Jason and Justin. You know, if, if you didn't know it, Jason and Justin are brothers. And I think it's a little unfair that that much musical talent gets captured in one family and other families like mine just don't get that much. Hey, I'm right here. <laughs> I play a mean cowbell. One of these days, they're going to ask me. They're going to need cowbell, right? <laughs> More cowbell. That's well, what worship needs. Welcome to this gathering of uh, Christ it's followers Benson. that we like to call New Song Church, San Dimas. I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, my name is Peter Tridey. This is my wife, Linda. Yes. That's why that, you know, the musical thing didn't work. Because <laughs> she's musical and I'm not. Oh, cowbell. <laughs> um. We would just like to welcome you uh, this morning. We're glad that you're here, and uh, we've got a lot to cover here. Uh, first of all, you know, obligatory weather comment. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I've been meaning to talk to Fuzz about this, but I feel like we're entering a new ice age. And if you don't know why that's funny, then you, got, you need to get to know Fuzz and uh, who he is and what he does. <laughs> um, but it was a good movie, right? Ice Age. Great movie. The cartoon. I think they did more than one, even. Yes. Um, hello. Yes, I'm Linda, back in front of you. Um, and just fill that out. And um, you can either put it in one of our wooden boxes in the foyer out there, or hand it to our lovely Pastor Melody, who you'll meet here soon. Um, we would love to just get to know you, um, so we'd encourage you to do that. What these are also good for are if you are a regular attender here and maybe your email address has changed or an address has changed, go ahead and fill that out and also drop it in the wooden box. That'd be great. Uh, uh, this evening, uh, 5 o'clock this evening, men, uh, we will have a gathering at the Glendora Marketplace. Um, if you've been to one of these before, you know that there is a lot of food options available there. This is really just an opportunity to gather and... Uh, kind of fellowship with one another. Um, you're welcome to bring your own food, um, but there's, there's plenty of options there as well. So five o'clock tonight, um, if you are of the male persuasion, please come and, uh, and join us there. We'd uh, be excited to have you. And if you're of the female persuasion, we have something for you too. Tomorrow night is game night. Woo! Who's competitive, ladies? Where's yeah. Ray Jean? Ray Jean, you better be raising your hand. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah. Okay. Whoever's on Ray Jean's team, it's a good chance you're going to win. Anyways, tomorrow night, it's going to be a blast, 6.30 to 8 o'clock, and you're out of there at 8. Um, but it's going to be a blast. Probably snacks. Yes. It's going to be super fun. So 6.30, if you're a woman, come on out. And regardless of which persuasion you are, uh, starting this Wednesday, we will be uh, doing small groups uh, around, our, our, the, around the subject of Lent. Uh, this past Wednesday was um, Ash Wednesday, which started the Lent season. And uh, if you've, maybe you're not familiar with what Lent is about, um, this will be a good opportunity for you to get to know a little more about this time that, uh, that exists on the Christian calendar 
where, um, that leads up to Easter Sunday and our celebration of the resurrection of Christ. Um, so I would encourage you to participate in this, and even if you are very familiar with Lent, then bring that knowledge to, our, to these small groups. Um, our sign-ups for these, I think we're doing these outside today at the table outside, so uh, please um, feel free to sign up for that. We, we really look forward to, uh, to your participation in those. And that runs uh, at the same time as our student ministries nights on Wednesday nights. So if you're a parent dropping your student off, then come and hang out and uh, be a part of the small group. Uh, Next Sunday is Community Sunday, the first Sunday of every month. We do this. It's a lot of fun. We all wear name tags, so we know who we are. Or I know who you are. I know who I am. You understand. Um, Anyways, we also enjoy some soup together after the service. So... Um, hang around after service if you would like to bring soup. We've had, we've had some really good soups uh, brought. So if you would like to do that, feel free to bring a crock of soup. All right. And then uh, I'd just like to point out uh, that, you know, we here at New Song, we do have uh, a mission statement. We have, uh, we, we gather together for a purpose And our mission statement is that we wish to be transformed by the Holy Spirit to follow Jesus, love people, do good. And hopefully you see that happening around uh, around here and within this body of believers. You know, it's not about this building. It's about us. It's about the people and uh, the community that is built around the purpose of Jesus. And uh, that's really what we're here for. There's different ways that we can connect as a community in doing that. Linda mentioned the connect cards. I'd also like to point out that there's a prayer card in that seat pocket in front of you. You know, we all have things that we need prayer for. We all have things that we can be thankful for and be praising God for that we can share with each other. So these cards are a great way to do that. Um, we have a group, that, a community within the community that sends uh, prayer requests out through in different ways, through texts and emails and things like that. So that's what the, this really is about. And if, if you need that to be private or anonymous, that's fine too. But th- this card will help us to communicate those prayer, those needs through prayer um, and, and lift each other up. Uh, also in that seat back is a little envelope that says give on it. Um, this gives you an opportunity to partake financially in the, the ministries of New Song. This is an act of worship. It's a way for us to give back what God has entrusted to us uh, to steward while we're here on this earth. And uh, so there's different ways that, we can, that you can partake in that. The envelope is one. Um, there's some electronic ways as well. There's some information on the screen that describes that. Uh, but I would encourage you to just consider um, how God would have you participate in this community here, whether it's through financial giving, whether it's through uh, sharing your prayer requests, whether it's through just connecting with other people in uh, the small groups and so forth that we've been talking about. So um, we are... We are a community, and uh, I think Melody's probably going to be sharing a little more about community as, we, as uh, she comes up here. So let me take a moment just to pray uh, for um, this morning, this time of worship that we have together, and for Melody as she comes up. Heavenly Father, God, we are grateful for um, the diversity of nature that you give us, just the, the spectacular um, weather that we've been experiencing this week and, and the ways that you use that to shape your world. And uh, God, we're, we're blessed to be witness to, uh, to that, God. 
and to enjoy uh, what we see out amongst, amongst us in the world. Father, um, today, as we are gathered here, I pray that you would just make your presence known to us. God, we thank, thank, I'm thankful for those that are here that, um, uh, that are in some form of need. Maybe there's, uh, there's um, different types of, uh, of prayer requests that are just on people's hearts today. I want to just lift those before you. And Father, uh, today as uh, Melody comes up to, to teach us from the Word God, I pray that you would just um, prepare her words and uh, give her um, uh, uh, give her the, the the knowledge, God, that uh, that you have uh, impressed upon her to to share with us, God. We thank you for this in Jesus' name, Amen. Melody. Alrighty, thank you. Alrighty, well, good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Um, this last Wednesday, this last Wednesday, we were right here in this room at a few different spots around the table where several of you all came in and sat with either me or Grant or Chris, who is one of our elders. And we were able to sit, we were, we were able to sit with maybe one person at a time, or sometimes you all came in pairs. Uh, we were able to sit across a small table and share in some thoughts. We prayed together. The specific day we did this was Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Now, some of you might be here thinking, whoops, forgot. That's okay. Don't raise your hand. Some of you might be thinking that. Some of you might be saying, well, I don't, I don't really practice Lent. I don't, I've never really done Ash Wednesday, which is fine. So, you know, I didn't miss anything. Okay, if that's what you think, sure. Uh, you know, it's, when, you, when you talk about Lent and when you talk about Ash Wednesday, there is a whole mix of opinions and thoughts. Uh, that morning, we were at San Dimas Retirement Center, and... Um, and when we uh, brought the Ash Wednesday service to them there, we got a, a mix of reactions. What, isn't this a Catholic thing? Isn't this a Catholic thing? Why are, we, why are we doing ashes? Well, I don't really know much about it, but sure, okay. Or I really don't know much about it, so no thanks. Or yes, thank God you guys are here doing an Ash Wednesday service. Please, can I receive ashes? So we're just a big mix of experiences, opinions, and no matter where you find yourself today, no matter where you find yourself on the spectrum of experience and knowledge, today we're going to talk about it. So I have had myself a very strange developing relationship with this word, Lent, and with this practice of Ash Wednesday. Now, don't raise your hand and say me too, but through different conversations I've had, I can say that I know some of you in here have also had that experience. As a small child, I was very confused when I would see people. I have a picture here. Uh, I was very confused when I saw people perhaps with a, with a cross on their forehead at the post office or come into my dad's shop. And I would wonder, what, why do they have a cross stain on their head? Well, later on, of course, I would come to find out that on a certain day of the year, some folks would go to churches and receive ashes on a very particular Wednesday titled Ash Wednesday, okay? 
And, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't know or I didn't understand at the time, um, our church, and I grew up in a Hispanic church in my Hispanic culture, um, but I would venture to say that in most Hispanic churches, we, shaw, we saw Ash Wednesday and Lent as a Catholic practice, as a very Catholic practice, so I didn't really have conversations about it. But then as a middle schooler and a high schooler, you know, I would begin to hear my friends talk about what they were giving up for Lent. And what were they giving up for Lent? Can you guess? Candy, sweets, chocolate, right? Some people were giving up shopping. I didn't understand it much, but I was glad I was not them. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm really glad that I don't practice that. Uh, And as an adult, I would say that I started to understand it better. Um, I understood the why it was called Lent. The word Lent, I learned, means a couple of things. It comes from an old English word that means to lengthen, to lengthen. And it's it's, uh, used to describe a time of year where um, summertime was coming, so it would really describe the springtime. So I would say that um, in my faith, I grew in knowledge there as well, and I learned that it refers to the 40 days, as Peter just said, the 40 days before Easter. And I learned that these 40 days were observed, and, you know, the hope is to honor the 40 days that Jesus spent in the wilderness. Now, these 40 days are usually observed before Easter, before Holy Week, And this all sounds very nice, yes? It all sounds very nice, and we can learn a little bit, and great. And I would chat with family and friends and see what other people did and what their practices were and what they thought and whatnot. And, um, you know, it usually involved giving something up, like what we just said, shopping, chocolate, blah, blah, blah. Um, But the focus, as I learned as an adult, was perhaps to give something up that we were running to instead of running to God. So we might have said something like, well, I'm going to give up sugar. Sugar, 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 sugar. I have a picture here. You with me, Macy? All right. Uh, I have a picture here, and what she's almost reaching for it. She's almost there, not quite there. Who likes donuts? Yeah? Who's giving up donuts? Ah, donuts. The Krispy Kreme ones, man, you can eat like four of those before you even feel it. Is it just me? Is that everybody? Okay. So people will say, well, I'll give up sugar. Another thing people say is, I'm going to give up television for 40 days. Right? Does that scene look familiar at all? Falling asleep in front of the TV where you watch your favorite show for the 17th time? My show, my preferred show at night is Grey's Anatomy. I like to pretend I'm a doctor. So I watch Grey's Anatomy and then try to self-diagnose myself. Um, So some people will say, I'm giving up television. Some people might say, I'm giving up social media. I'm giving up Facebook. I'm giving up the gram. Is that what we call it now, kids? No? My daughter doesn't even want to look at me right now. What do you call it, Sophia? What do you call it? Just IG? Something, Something cool that I'm not aware of? Insta. Okay, everybody got that? It's Insta, um, the Instapot, that's, kind of, that's our age. Um, so people would, you know, again, just coming kind of into this, 
thinking, okay, you give something up for 40 days. But what would happen with that? Has anyone kind of watched what has happened with that, maybe with yourself, maybe with some friends? I would see that Lent, much like New Year's resolutions, perhaps were really, really strong in the beginning, but would soon fade. Oh, but I went to a friend's house and it was her birthday. How am I now going to have birthday cake? And oh, no, 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 And before you knew it, we have thrown in the towel because, well, there's sugar in everything, so I just, I can't. Or, oh, you know, this, this one thing is only playing on TV for this season, so, you know, whatever. Whatever the, the reasoning may be. But the, convert, but, the, but the drive would fade. So many people can say that, yes, they made it through. Yes, they made it through. They made the 40 days. But come the end of that season, what would happen? People would jump right back on social media. Or people would end up at a buffet on Easter Sunday, right? Or people would, whatever it is, so what was really the point? What was really the point? Was the point to show off whether you were strong enough, whether your will was stronger than mine or mine was stronger than yours? Was the point to fast from sugar so we could look good in our Easter dresses? What was the point of all this? Well, <clears throat> I've come to understand that Lent is not about being Catholic or not Catholic. Lent is not about being strong or not strong or have will or you don't have will. It's not about feeling guilty. It's not about doing more. Lent, I believe, is about walking with Jesus to the cross and beyond. Can you say it with me? Lent is about walking with Jesus to the cross and beyond. Well, that is a beautiful melody, but what does that mean? Well, let's take a look at Jesus' walk to the cross here. So the 40 days that, that people talk about are the 40 days that Jesus was in the wilderness. Now, let's take a look here. The 40 days took place before he even started his ministry, before Jesus did any calling of his disciples to walk with him before he did any miracles that are recorded anyway, before he went up any of the Pharisees who were always trying to bring him down, before anything, Jesus went to the wilderness. Before anything. And during his 40 days, he was completely exposed. He was completely exposed to any and all elements around him. During his 40 days, he was completely unprotected to any and all elements around him. He was vulnerable. During his 40 days, he had to be completely dependent on his father, his God. So that's a look at Jesus' 40 days. Now let's come back to me and you. If we say that Lent is about a journey to the cross and beyond, and we just looked at Jesus' 40 days, how do we journey to the cross? Should we go camping in the wilderness for 40 days? Well, that might be an experience, but, but we can't do that. At least I can't do that. 
So let's just try to imagine, okay? Imagine right now 40 days in the wilderness. Let's just try to imagine ourselves there, completely vulnerable, completely exposed, completely unprotected, completely weak. Nothing around you. Can you imagine yourself there? Now let me tell you something. Maybe I haven't gone camping and and have just gone with myself and nothing else around me, but man, I have sure felt like all of these things at times. Am I the only one? I have felt vulnerable, exposed, unprotected, weak. I can picture myself there. But the question here in the wilderness is, are you there alone? Are you there alone or is our Father with us? I'm going to tell you something that I told you a few Sundays ago. There is nowhere, nowhere that you can go that God isn't already there. I'm going to read you Psalm 139 again. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, say it with me, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will surely hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night before me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for the darkness is as light to you. Okay, so we understand that we're not alone in this wilderness, right? Let's, we'll just follow, follow the method to the cross that I'm laying out for you right now. So we're not alone. Let's say we understand Jesus is with us. Now what? Now what? Well, let's take another look around. You're there in the wilderness. I'm in the wilderness. And Jesus is there in the wilderness. Anything else? Nothing. Nothing else. There'd be no phone there to distract us. There'd be no Krispy Kreme to run and get your donut, or my four donuts. There would be no shopping in order to run to to make us feel better. In the wilderness, if we're, if we're trying to honor the way Jesus did it, if we're trying to do it the way, there's absolutely nothing else there. There's absolutely nothing else there except you and your God. So can you guess what's going to happen? You're going to be spending a lot of one-on-one time together, yes? A lot of one-on-one time together. So I would say here in this wilderness, we are given an opportunity. An opportunity, no distractions, nowhere to go, nothing to do, nothing to see. What might we do with this? What might we do with this? I'd like to think that I would immediately pour my heart out right then and there. I'd pour my heart out and I'd tell Jesus everything that is happening in my life. I'd tell everything, I'd tell him everything about my family, about my friends, about my work, about my struggles, about my joys. I would tell him absolutely everything. And right there is the goal of this time. Right there is the goal of this time with no distractions, no way to escape, no way to escape, nothing to do but be right there. I have this beautiful quote here. Let's go to the next slide here. 
that says not only is Jesus our goal when we set aside time for him, he is our solution for fighting through all the distractions and temptations that work so hard to keep us away. So all of this to say, yes, part of this Lent journey is to realize how much time we do actually spend distracting ourselves. How much time we do spend with other things that don't bring us to a place where we're just one-on-one with him pouring out what is happening with us. So part of the Lent journey is to realize, hey guys, we use a lot of things to distract us. We do. And the journey has brought us here. So again, now what? So I want you to grab, you should have been handed a Lent booklet as you walked in. And my friends Katie and Pack here have extras. If you need one, please raise your hand. Can't find the front of this. Here, this one. You should have this. Raise them nice and high. If you need one, not if you, not if you have one. There you go. Kids too, kids too. If you're in here, you can read, you can write, you can participate. I'm going to wait because this is really important. Thank you, Pac, our lovely assistant of the day. Oh, she's going to get more. All right, she's coming back. So I'm just going to go ahead, okay? But you'll, you'll catch up with us. But keep your hands raised. There you go. Raise them nice and high. There she is. I thought she was running to the front room. Nice and high, nice and high. And if you did fill this out and you have it at home, because you were here with us on Wednesday, go ahead, grab another one if you don't have yours with you. And you're going to do some highlighting with me in a second. And if you're a couple, you have your beloved next to you, get your own. Okay? I mean, we share a lot of things, but not this book. Not, you, not a toothbrush either? Don't tell me if you do share it. Bob. <laughs> Accidentally. That one's understandable. All right, we got some more here. We're coming. What should I talk about in the meantime so there's not awkward silence? I've never seen so many pictures of snow in my life on Facebook than I did in the last 24 hours. Snow in Upland, snow in Via Verde, snow in San Diego. Where was it in Glendora? You know, where? Little further north, maybe I'm not. I had Chris look up elevation, San Dimas compared to Glendora. It's like, what? So unfair. We got like icy kind of snow. Okay, everyone have one? Yes? Couples, you got your own? Okay, perfect. So again, where are we? Part of the journey is what? Realizing that there are things that keep us away, yes? The part of the journey is saying, okay, I am one-on-one with Jesus. This is the point to get one-on-one, to put these things just kind of aside in my life. So what now? 
So we're going to grab our books here, and we're going to open it to our first page. Now, for all you overachievers and you, I'm going to read beyond you, don't do that. Just follow along with us, okay? So the first sentence here says, how might I enter into the season of Lent? How might I enter? And here's the first point. It says, with intentionality and action. Again, don't read ahead because I'm only going to have you underline a few things. Grab the pen in front of you. I want you to highlight this part. The part that says, this is a season for me to reorient my life around the one who gave his life for me and perhaps reactivate my walk with Jesus. Stop there. Underline it. This is a season for me to reorient my life around the one who gave his life for me and perhaps reactivate my walk with Jesus. Here's the next line I want you to highlight. This is a time for me to renew my practice and disciplined attention to God and his kingdom. So, with intentionality, that's going to hopefully lead to action. Okay, so we're here together right now. That's intentionality, that's action. We're listening to what this journey is about. Okay, great, intentionality, action. Let's go to the next point. With honesty and humility. So, again, don't read ahead, but um, I want you to highlight this part. This is a time to be reminded of the fact that I am mortal. Underline that part. This is a time to be reminded of the fact that I am mortal. You know what we did this last Wednesday who came? We showed them a list of words. I have the words on the screen here. Hopefully you can see it. Can you see it? Kind of. We have confused, doubtful, outraged, peaceful, frustrated, apathetic, exhausted, challenged, entitled, hopeful, joyful, happy, withdrawn, loved, numb, abandoned. We gave them these lists of words and we showed it to them and the next question was, how are you feeling right now? Where are you at right now? So I'm going to ask you today, is there a word that jumps out at you here? Or, or many words that jumps out at you. If we're looking at these words with, okay, we just said we're going to look at it with action and intentionality. What is a word that you can look at honestly and say, you know what? I'm feeling this right now. We can look at humbly and say, I'm feeling this right now. So pick a word or two and I want you to write it down. On Wednesday, we got all sorts of reactions. We got relaxed, frustrated, selfish, withdrawn, joyful, depressed. I even got silly, scared, anxious, isolated. Someone even said, Melody, I feel the whole dang page. I feel the whole dang page. All sorts of responses. So where are you right now? I want you to write down a word or two. Now let's take the next step. Again, action, intentionality, we're doing it. We have the book, we have a pen in our hand. Let's keep going. We picked words with honesty, maybe humility. 
Now I want you to write down on your paper, why did those words stand out to you? Why did the words stand out to you? Let's say you picked scared. Are you feeling scared because of your health? Scared because of a bad situation in your life you don't know how to get out of? Why are you feeling scared? Let's say your word is isolated from family, from friends. Let's say you pick joyful. Joyful because you have a new puppy in your life? Just me? So write down specifically why you picked those words. And lastly, the last way we are instructed here to walk into this Lent journey is with deep relief. Let's read why. I may feel as if I have been holding my breath for a long time, seeking to achieve by sheer effort and performance the transformation that can only come by means of surrender, honesty, and simple, obedient trust in God. Anyone feel like they've been holding their breath for a long time? So my friends, look at your words here. Look at the reasons why they are your words. I have some too. There's nothing you can do now or in the next 40 days that is going to be based on effort or performance. The only thing you need to do in the next 40 days is surrender. Surrender whatever it is you wrote down here. I want you to take your pen out again. And I want you to write down a very important question that came from one of my people across the table on Wednesday. The question was, will God meet me there? Will God meet me there? Will God meet me in my isolation? Will God meet me in my grief, frustration, depression, joy, I'm content. Will God meet me there? I have to tell you two crazy stories that happened on, on Wednesday. So without giving away any privacy, I'm going to share these stories. There was a person that walked in on Wednesday. And for whatever reason, you know, I had wanted to connect with this person for a while. And when it was their turn, they started to make their way towards my table. And I thought, okay, God, okay, you're there. I need you to listen right now. I need you to listen right now because, because this person is here. And this could go one way or another. This could go one way or another. We could walk through these steps as I have with everyone else. And, and they could be on their way. Or, God, you know this person that you have put on my heart you know that they're there for a reason. I have no idea what you're doing there. I have no idea, but you gotta do something right now because this is my opportunity. And I quickly corrected myself and I said, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. Please use me right now. Please use me right now. So 
Our little exchange came and went, and no divine words came to me. No, you know, um, you know, crazy things had happened across the table. But we went into our prayer, and I opened my eyes. And as soon as I opened my eyes, this person looks me square in the face and just tells me something they needed to say. Quietly got it out there. And with tears in their eyes and tears in my eyes, I was able to say, I have been praying for this. And God designed it, and he is here with us right now. He is meeting us here. Jesus met us in that moment. I have one more crazy story to tell you. Another person came on Wednesday. Grant was already gone to the student ministries uh, night, so... Um, Chris and I had finished with our people at the same time, so the person coming had kind of the opportunity to pick between me and Chris. And, you know, it was kind of like a baby. You put down and you call to it, and you see which one it'll come to. And uh, I was a little louder, a little more expressive in my call to this person, and I can be loud and pressure you into things. You guys know that. And, um, you know, I'm a little aggressive in my hospitality, but... Anyway, this person chose me, and uh, not to take anything away from Chris, because if you don't know Chris, and not because he's my husband, that's a side note, but this guy's super cool. So yes, he is. So if you, if you ever need a listening ear or um, a calm presence in your life, Chris Anderson, I'll give you his phone number. <laughs> Actually, I won't. I'll give you his email. Um, look, I talk about my boyfriend and I get all red in the face and I don't know where I'm at. Okay, so this person chose me. This person chose me. And uh, so, again, you know, um, nothing really, you know, was super crazy about this exchange. We started talking, and before we did anything in relation to the book, we started talking about someone else that was close to this person. And I'm asking question after question to, you know, the person in front of me, and man, I wish I could spend time with the other person we had in common and we were talking about, and I said, man, I'm, I know, I know that God is doing something because, again, I was, I was, you know, this person's been on my heart, and I've just been wondering if they would be open to it. But, you know, even in my aggressiveness, I can, you know, I can read the room. So I didn't want to, you know, be too strong and whatnot. So, you know, I was just kind of sharing my, my desire to, to reach out to this other person. And literally, I finish, I finish my sentence, and who walks in the door? The other person. The other person. Now, I can't share details, again, to protect people's privacy, but there were so many factors that stacked up in the odds against this other person even showing up. So many odds. It was getting near the end, and, and even this person said, hey, you know what, I, I, I almost didn't take the turn in here because I didn't know if you guys would be here or not. But God showed up in that moment. He met us there. He met us there. And not only these two incredible things that I'm showing you, but, you know, every single person walked through this exercise together, and, I, and they would pick a word, 
And then I'd have them talk about that word, and then I'd write down quotes that they were saying, things that came out of their own mouths about the word, about frustration or about um, you know, feeling silly or feeling depressed or disconnected, whatever it is, and I'd turn the booklet around, show them their own words, and ask them if they saw God in their situation, ask them if maybe they could wonder if God would meet them there, and as their faces looked up from their page, I could literally see God already doing something. God was already there. So you want to know if God will show up? Well, I believe he can. I believe he can. Do you believe he can? I'm going to have the band come up. I've experienced each and every one of these feelings here, and it has not been pretty a lot of the time. There have been moments of joyous, wonderful things and terrible, terrible things. And there are days where I have had to cling to God for every breath that I take. And there are days that I have forgotten to call on his name. I can flip like a pancake on a griddle sometimes from one way to the next. But in these experiences, you know, I don't have just 40 days of experience. I have my whole life. And here we are today... What do we do when we walk out of here? The next part is the hardest part because as soon as you leave here or even as you sit here, the next part is unknown. The next part is unknown. We're focused on the next, now it's 36 days till Easter, but, but what do we do with this booklet and the unknown before us? Well, if you look at the booklet, there's space, right? There's space right here. There's space for the unknown. Maybe you don't know what that looks like, and that's okay. And, and maybe you don't know what to write next. That's okay. Here's what I told people on Wednesday. Could you just hold the book tomorrow? Could you just keep it around you? God can use that. Could you maybe look at the, at the verses at some point? I believe God will use that. I'm not going to tell you to, to read week one, two, three. All I'm going to say is right now just have the book. Have the book on you. The next day, see what the next day brings and the next day brings and the next day brings. The unknown is out there, but so is Jesus. So is Jesus. We're going to get communion right now. And just as some of us may or may not have ever really understood what Lent or Ash Wednesday and the significance of it all, I hope you leave with a little more understanding of it today. But this communion here, Scott and Fuzz will be in the back and Chris and I will be up here. We explain this briefly every Sunday, and maybe you've heard it week after week. We don't just explain it for folks who don't know. We explain it again and again so we do not lose the wonder, the awe, and the significance of what this act means. Will you hold your communion and we'll take it together. I don't know what your decision or your reflection after today for this season might be. 
but this is a promise that in the wilderness we are not alone. In the wilderness, Jesus is there with us. He made that promise. He made that contract with us when he was crucified on the cross. And he said, I do this for all of you. Let's take the bread. And as his blood was spilled out, his body broken, he did that with joy in his heart to have us with him. Will he meet us there? Yes. The answer is always yes. Let's take the cup. Let's sing this song about going into the unknown, following the one who went there before us and who waits for us there. <laughs>